The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Boy, oh boy, look at that table. Who's coming for dinner? Oh, hi, I didn't hear you come in. Hello, dear. Mm. (laughs) What's all this? I told you yesterday Aunt Mary was coming. She'd bring Uncle Edward and Aunt Hannah. Oh, yeah, I thought they were coming over this noon. Well, she didn't get started, apparently. Uncle Edward has rheumatism, you know. I guess he didn't get ready. Aunt Mary phoned me and said they were leaving about 4 o'clock and they'd be here in time for dinner. Oh, they're staying overnight? Yes. Aunt Hannah can't see to drive at night, so I'm putting them in the guest room. Uncle Edward can have Betsy's bed. I sent her down to the Kendall's to stay for dinner, and overnight I didn't want her around. I know there's going to be a fight. Well, listen, I don't think we should say too much. You know, let them do the talking. Hmm? <laughs> well, then Mary and I, we'd be lucky to get a word in edgewise anyhow. Yeah. I that. don't think this is going to be a very pleasant evening mm, somehow. I know it isn't, and trouble has started already. Aunt Cecile called, wanted to know why she hadn't been invited. I said I didn't send out invitations, that Aunt Mary mer- merely wanted to drive over to talk to me about Laura's will. Well, she carried on... Wanted to know what Aunt Mary was doing behind her back. She had as much right to Laura's money as we all did, and oh, so forth boy. and so forth and so forth. Wouldn't you know? Now, listen, as soon as they arrive, let's tell them that we don't intend to do anything about Laura's will, that we're giving up any claims. No, 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 wait a minute. Let, let's hear what they have to say. You know, it'll be kind of interesting. After all, there is a half a million dollars involved. Suddenly, you're interested. You wouldn't even discuss it last week. Well, I didn't like the way your Aunt Mary called yesterday and tried to do you out of your share. <sighs> I don't want any of the money. There's been nothing but wrangling ever since this whole thing started, and I'm sick of it. Why does money always cause trouble? I don't know, but it does, and the trouble has drawn up in front of the house. There they are. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. And what's the matter, man? Tired spark plugs? (laughs) That's no way to face a happy holiday. Well, it's only three days to Memorial Day, starting the first great big all-out three-day weekend of the year. Everybody the whole country over is going east, going west, going north, going south, going outdoors. Three days to get new spark plugs, man. Three days to get a new oil filter, the radiator flushed, a new battery. Get ready to ride, man. Get the whole family ready for wide-open living. Check in at your service station. Three days, then go, man, go. And all throughout your happy holiday, the world is as near as your CBS radio network station, broadcasting the news by Edward R. Murrow, Lowell Thomas, Robert Trout, Alan Jackson, and Bill Downs. Are you comfortable, Uncle Edward? What? I said, are you comfortable in that chair? Well, if I'm not, I'll get up and move. And you don't need a shout. I hear just as well as you do. Oh, I'm sorry. You're looking well, Aunt Hannah. Oh, well, I look a lot better in a feel. Oh, I'm sorry. What seems to be the trouble? Well, I first noticed a strange feeling in my leg last fall. Hannah, we didn't drive 75 miles to discuss your ailments. Now we have a lot to talk about, and we'd better talk about them before dinner. Because Edward falls asleep as soon as he's had anything to eat. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry. He can't hear me. I heard you, Mary. (laughs) I don't think you miss much, Uncle Edward. What's that? I said I don't think you miss much. Well, I'll tell you. 
you get to be my age and you're still living with two of your sisters, you just sort of acquire a deaf ear in self-defense. <laughs> I hear what I want to hear about the size of it. <laughs> Aunt Hannah, why don't you sit over there and put your leg up on the footstool if it's bothering you? Oh, oh no, no, I'm quite all right, thank you. I don't want any special attention. I never talk about my ailments and I don't want to burden anyone else with them. Oh, go on, Mary. You seem to be taking it upon yourself to handle this. Well, somebody has to. Goodness, I don't know what's the matter with all of us. Ever since this business of Laura's inheritance came up, everybody's been so cross and cranky. Well, I tell you, Aunt Mary, things have been sort of unsettled around here, too. Thought of anybody in this family leaving half a million dollars is sort of upsetting. Well, I haven't thought of the money at all. Hi. <laughs> all Mary and I have thought of is poor cousin Laura living all those years by herself in that house. Well, she had 27 cats. That's hardly living alone. And anyhow, I thought you hadn't spoken to Laura for years, Aunt Mary. Well, it was her own fault. I always liked Laura, but when she came to Father's funeral and then just walked off with the old China turkey platter, which Father always said was to be mine, why... Father I... never said you were to have the turkey platter, Oh, Mary. yes, he did. I was to have the turkey platter and you were to get the covered vegetable dish. Well, I never heard Father say it. Well, he did. I was to get the turkey platter. Oh, this has been going on for years. Every time we have turkey. <laughs> well, anyhow, Aunt Mary, you were uh, saying... Laura rocked right off with it, and that's the last we ever heard from her until this will business came up. Except I heard many years ago she'd inherited a lot of money with from her husband. And I wrote her about the turkey bladder then. And she never answered the letter. Well, I don't remember Father saying you were to get the platter. Well, no, no, well, look I here. Maybe, that... maybe we ought to tell you what the lawyer, you know, Mr. Cole in Boston, had to say about Laura's will. Yes, I think we should, you know, make sure you have it all clear, Aunt Mary. Mr. Cole is. I think he's going to send us all copies of the will. Uh -huh. Well, you I said over the phone that Laura left a house, 15 acres and 27 cats, uh, to her closing, closest surviving relative or relatives who would have moved there to her house and take care of the cat. That's right, that's right. And she also willed a half a million dollars. Well, I don't think we should be influenced by the thought of the money. Well, I'm certainly not influenced by the thought of the cats. Twenty-seven of them. <laughs> Can't tell me she wasn't a little bit peculiar. Well, she didn't get her from our side of the family. She hadn't cleaned house, apparently, Aunt Mary, for years. There was about two tons of newspapers and rubbish in that house, they tell me. Well, she didn't get that from our family either. Oh, I should say not. Our mother always turned the mattress every day. Remember, Mary? Well, I turn mine every other day. I think that's enough. Now, do we understand, Aunt Mary, then, that uh, you three plan to move to Boston and live in Laura's house and... Uh... Take care of the cats? Well, somebody has to. Yeah. Now, you understand, don't you, that if none of the relatives were willing to do so, the estate automatically goes to the Chaucer College? Oh, yes, but as I said to Hannah and Edward here, although we are not speaking ter on speaking terms with Laura when she died, after all, she was family, and I think we should let bygones be bygones. That's right, Mary. We looked at it this way. We have two cats and a parrot, and we said if anything happened to all three of us, we would certainly want to know that our beloved pets were cared for. Mm, they got this darn parrot, mangy old bird. Half his feathers gone. Talks all the time. Can't understand a word he's saying. Bite your finger off if he got a chance. Oh, Edward, he just doesn't like you to shake the newspaper at him. Well, as Mary was saying, we feel that Laura would have done as much for us. And the thought of those poor little 27 cats with no one to look after them. And well, the thought of those half million dollars with no one to look after them. That is uncalled for, <laughs> Edward. And it isn't true. We don't need the money. I think perhaps we'd better have dinner and discuss it afterwards. Uh, that's just so I'll fall asleep. <laughs> well, I'm afraid dinner's not quite ready anyhow. By the way, Aunt Cecile called to ask what we were doing about all this, and I suppose you know that she and Uncle Ralph are considering making the move, too. Uh, yes, I think it's terrible of Seal. Ralph isn't at all well, and he's lived in Hilldale all his life. 
hardly been out of it. And Ralph isn't a person who ever wants to go anywhere. Well, it's surprising they decided to make such a change. Oh, Seal's probably worried about those poor cats not getting three squares a day. <laughs> Aunt Mary, what about Aunt Sarah and her husband? Well, Sarah says suddenly that she's always wanted to live in Boston, which is certainly the first I've heard about it. Well, I don't know. It's hard to make plans, really. Uh, what about you two? Well, Aunt Mary, the truth is... We, uh, we haven't de decided. Well, for heaven's sakes, we can't all live in the house. Well, we, we stopped to see. It's quite a big house, you know. Run down, needs a lot of repairs. It's a big house. But let's see, uh, see how many there'll be of us. Uh, three of you, four of them, three of us. And the new baby, it'd be about 11 of us. But I, I got the impression yesterday you weren't going to move. Well, we, we, we haven't decided. I mean, frankly, I, I was thinking of the money. <laughs> With eight to divide it, that's over $60,000 a piece. Well, dear, uh, now, wait, I... What we have to do now is figure out if it's worth it. With 11 of us living together, 27 cats... No, no, more than that. Uh, we have, you have two more, and we have a dog. We got some rabbits and chicken. Well, really, I begin to wonder if Laura was of sound mind when she made out that will. I don't think she knew what she was doing. <laughs> she knew exactly what she was doing. Getting even with you for not speaking to her. I'll tell you something else. Kind of sorry now I didn't know her better. Sounds like the most interesting one of the family. I, I think maybe I better see how dinner's coming along well, here. Oh, uh, I'll get it, all right, I'll get it. It sounds like long distance. If it's Cecile, I want to talk to her. Uh, Hello. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Boston. Oh, must be Mr. Cole. That's the lawyer. Hello. You know, we talked mm. to him in Boston. Yes, yes Mr. There. Cole. Yes, I, I did call you today. I, yes, well, here's what I want. I want to know if it's stated in her will that you had to live all the time in her house to share in the inheritance, or if it were possible to, to delegate one person or maybe two to take turns staying in the house. Well, that is certainly an idea. You know? I never thought of that. Huh? What? What is it? What do you... How could that be? What is it, dear? Yes. Hold on, hold on, just a bit. There's no money. No, no money! Hey. No, no, no half million. No money at all. No, no money, money at all! Yes, she said she left half a million, but there isn't any money. Yes, Mr. Cole. Yeah, the fact is, some of the family are here now discussing it. Oh, well, I should have known that yes. was peculiar when she just walked off with my turkey platter. Oh, I wish you were yeah. saying my turkey platter. It's going to be. Oh, wait a minute, do be quiet. I think I'll get dinner on the table. Well, did you get them all tucked in for the night? Yes, they're in the guest room. Uncle Edward is in Betsy's room. <laughs> I kind of like your Uncle Edward. Got a good sense of humor. Mm, it's a good thing he needs it, living with those two. Yeah. When I left them, they were arguing about opening a window. Aunt Mary has to have fresh air. Aunt Hannah says she can't sleep in a draft. <laughs> well, I guess they're a little upset, you know. <laughs> what are you, what are you laughing at? Oh, human nature. You know, they were so worried about dear Laura's cats. Yeah. Somebody had to go and take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you notice there wasn't much talk after dinner about the poor cats. Well, they haven't said they aren't going. Well, dear, just give them a good time to think up an excuse. Then the estate will go to Chaucer College. Yeah, that's probably what Laura intended, but she wanted to have a little joke first. <laughs> you know, your Uncle Edward was right. Hey, you know something? You better wind the clock and set the alarm there. Oh, what a This would make a good story. Maybe I, maybe oh. I ought to write it. Huh. An sight better than some of the stuff you read. You know, I've often thought I should be a writer. Mm, well, the only way to be a writer is to sit down and write. I know, but I never have the time. 
I bet I could. Mm. You know, writing's applying the seat of the pants to the seat of the chair, not just daydreaming about it, dear. It's got all the elements of a whacking good story. Love, hate, greed, revenge, half a million dollars at stake, family squabble, the old China turkey platter. I think I should... I think I should make a book out of it, then sell the rights to the movies, huh? Gonna brush your teeth, or shall I turn out the bathroom light? Nah, turn it out, turn it out. My mother always thought I ought to be a writer. Really bowl her over if I ever wrote a book. <laughs> to my mother, without whose constant encouragement and inspiration... To your mother? You write a book, you better dedicate it to me. I'd have the work typing the manuscript uh -uh. and all... I foresee another family squabble. <laughs> well, let's not worry too much about it yet, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Good idea. Be funny if it were a bestseller, wouldn't it? Be funny if I earned a half a million out of writing it. <laughs> huh? Yes, dear, I should say. Well, you wait and see. I'm going to write someday. Yeah, sure. Yep. Someday, when I have time. Holiday coming with all kinds of outdoor eating and fun. Whatever your plans for the long weekend, you'll need triple waxed cut right. The wax paper that keeps all picnic foods fresh longer. Penny for penny, the big 125-foot roll gives you almost four times more than the expensive wraps and gives you a full 25 feet more than most other wax papers. It's being featured in food stores now. So when shopping, be sure to look for the Cut Right display and pick up a roll of Cut Right. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Alice Yorman, Belle Flower, and Roger DeCoven and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.